time when she asked her supervisor in a way didn't Why? I get the promotion mm-hmm. he was like Aslan like you were only going to spend that money on like shoes and bags <gasps> imagine <laughs> Hi guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Got You On Air. I'm your host, Heya, and this podcast has your back with valuable insights, perspectives, experiences, and stories from some really cool people doing some really cool things. Today, I'll be speaking to Nadia. Nadia is the brain behind the Lura series, an online platform that facilitates dialogue around issues and affairs that affect women in the region. Today, we'll be talking about everything from double standards to shame to what the Lu'a really means. Nadia, you are a legend for many reasons. For many reasons, I've been keeping my eye on you. And recently, you launched the Lu'a series. Can you tell us a bit more about the Lu'a series, what it is, what your aim is, why you started it? What's the background? Okay, so the Lu'a series is a healing space for women of the Swana region, Southwest Asia and North Africa. We I love that. Yeah, I just, I, I prefer that term, honestly. Its aim is to create a community where we unpack a range of different topics and issues that mm. affect women but are often overlooked or belittled. Right. That's why Delua. Yeah. Um, yep. Lots of gaslighting, which mm. which happens. Um, it's it's also a space for, for men, which is really important. Yes. And I'm trying harder now to include men in the conversation because I feel like when we speak about gender equality and women empowerment we tend to alienate men from these conversations and, and we, we need more allies we need we Absolutely. need men on our side it's a group effort it's a group effort um, so how it happened I feel like Delur, I'll, I'll give you like the background and a bit of context yes yes so I feel like and define define Delur'a just for the people that don't know the term the term okay so Delur'a is a term that um, often, uh, yani it 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 describes it's to describe a woman who's sp- who's spoiled or delicate mm. um, or these little bratty. precious, yeah, yeah. bratty. Yeah. I I want to say that like I so many people have been saying to me like they want to use the term delua and they're like oh I know this is a taboo word now we're not using it. There's yeah, a time yeah. and place for delua like we're not saying eradicate the it, word, but yeah. yeah, but the main context of it in in this way is when you know you're being gaslit or mm-hmm. it's just like people are being dismissive yeah. to you and just saying like delua exactly yeah. patronizing there Absolutely. we go. Absolutely. So um I feel like delua is something that I've wanted to do for ages without knowing what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, it relates to my own personal experiences. So when I was in university, I my last year of university, mainly my anxiety started manifesting yeah. in loads of different ways and ways that I wasn't used to. Um, I also was dealing with like physical health issues, um, lots of different issues, which yeah. which which many people have have gone through. Right. Yes. Like this isn't exclusive to me. Um, yeah. So when I was at university, I kind of had this whole journey of even like referring to myself as a delua mm-hmm. so with being anxious i was like i have everything why am i why why am i anxious yes. and then that made me feel worse because i'm like i'm just being ungrateful because i'm going through this or like guilt. even yeah, yeah guilt and like physical health issues i was like okay is it in my head or mm-hmm. is this actually happening yeah um and then i started this kind of journey of doing the inner work i started therapy i found practitioners who actually trusted me and were like no there is something wrong there is yes. any physical health wise yeah and i started to realize that all of these things that were happening to me were happening 
maybe on different scales or in different ways but to women around me so yeah. the more I started speaking to people around me they were like wait it's a shared is, experience yeah it's a shared experience yeah. so that's mm-hmm. kind of the context to everything yeah uh, but then some point in quarantine um, and also I have like a love-hate relationship with social media which I feel like everyone it's everyone so does so like we need it but at the same time it just if you don't monitor it it can, yeah. it can take a toll and about. like also sometimes I just I log into Instagram and I'm on it for a few minutes and I'm mm-hmm. on it for ages. Sometimes I'm, you know, I deactivate. Oh, I do that. Yeah. I so do that. I get a text like, hey, did you block me? I'm like, I know, no, yeah. I'm blocking myself. Or like, thanks for unfollowing yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, like it's, it's not, not that you. Deep. It's I not promise. you. It's not you. It's me. Actually, yeah. it's the internet. Yeah. It's exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the algorithm. So, so basically I was like, do I really want to like mm-hmm. get further into social media? Mm-hmm. Also, maybe just going back a bit, like by prof- by discipline, I'm an I'm an anthropologist, mm. but by profession, I've been working as a cultural consultant the last year and a half and mm. curation. So, I kind of have like a bit of a knack for, you know, organizing uh, talks and, yes. and 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 finding different people. No, that's and, so important. Yeah, and but also, you know, something it's like, so far, it's really just been. Um, enabling the network I already have mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. women who are around me I know so many amazing women and it's it hasn't been that hard to yes. to find uh, to find people it's so important I feel like I feel like you've utilized two things already and mm-hmm. things that you're saying one well three one is your education the course that you took and then you shared that with other people so yeah. that's already something that we're encouraged to do to use our degrees or to mm-hmm. use what we've learned to help others second is the way you kind of spun you're spinning social media on its head in regards to your anxiety and you're using it as a tool. Yeah. So there's another thing. And then finally, using your network. I mean, people that you trust and that you've built relationships with over the years and um, not, I guess the word is not gatekeep, like you're not gatekeeping your mm-hmm. network. You're, you're letting a lot, a lot of people access um, the people that you know and love, which yeah. is cool. Which is important. It's, I really think it's important to have this community, it's Absolutely. Which, I, which I really hope to... Mm to build through Deloitte. Like 50 women minimum showed up on wow. the call. Wow. I, like, I, I know that there was minimum 50. I can't remember how, like what the maximum was. And the call lasted two and a half hours. That's so no powerful. joke guys. Like yeah. she spoke for maybe 20 minutes and she was like, okay, any questions? And people were just asking and asking and oh asking and some God. really personal questions some really basic questions yeah, so ri- like gates, like yeah up. yeah and yeah. Fr- and and so right before that i messaged uh, tamara who's one of my really good and talented friends and i was like i think i have an idea mm. but i'm not sure yes i want to um, bounce it off yeah, yeah and she was like tell me i was like i'll tell you tomorrow if it's still on my mind mm. um like after after the talk so all these women joined and then some women were like my mom's in the other room and she was listening and so she came and she has a question and then like oh, wow. like people were just asking asking like asking almost starving for information yeah they were literally starving for information yeah. and they had so much that they wanted to ask and i felt like and then the call ended to literally two and a half hours later after wow. all these questions and some people were asking privately some people were asking you know publicly, publicly some right. people were unmuting themselves mm-hmm. um and then I was like, okay, this platform really needs to exist. So I didn't really um, imagine how quickly it would grow. And then I also have an amazing kind of um, soundboard of, of women. I have uh, like some really close friends who I really trust and they give me their advice. Each of them have their own different angle, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, and I, I don't know if you've, if you've been seeing, but something that has been uh, really 
jarring almost is just asking on the story like tell us about yeah. a time you've been called delua in your relationship yes. in your workplace in your family and the answers are just like they come flooding in yeah. and um storytelling it is another really important element of it so important so yeah so that's so, so, so that's basically what's been happening mm-hmm. um we had our first series the unlearning hape series which yes. know, i'm sure we're gonna get into we we definitely will i feel like I feel like the unlearning Aib was the, I think, one of the best ways to start it off. Mm-hmm. Just me speaking from personal experience, I couldn't have come at a better time. And um, just to talk a little bit about what Aib is, yeah. because obviously it is an Arabic word, and yeah. hopefully we have listeners from everywhere. So I'm just sure. to define it, I mean, in, in broad terms, what okay. would you say? So Aib is, the closest translation in English would be shame, shame? Yeah. but goes a bit deeper than that mm. because it's such a culturally exclusive uh, term. It's very woven. It's yeah and 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 it's like it does I think the fact that it doesn't have a clear definition is what makes it so detrimental, yeah. right? Because yeah. it becomes this blanket statement that it's such a heavy word but you hear it so much and it's yeah. used so lightly mm. and I feel like We don't want to. We don't want to spend time defining it, right? Because like we're actually trying to unlearn this, and yep. we don't want to give it more importance by defining it. But it's used so much, and it's inserted in so many ways that, in a way, like our own existence becomes a break. Right? Exactly. Like, to me, I feel like a kind of feels like a slap on the wrist. Mm-hmm. It feels like you don't know exactly. You don't get much explanation. For why what you're doing is yeah. it just is it's a blanket statement yeah, yeah and it causes I feel like what it does is when 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 I get told something that I'm doing is rape for example it I don't know what they're talking about but all I know is I'm gonna start self policing and mm-hmm. I'm gonna start ducking and yeah. weaving and yeah. I'm gonna start making myself feel smaller because God forbid I what's what's after the rape so rape is shame and disappointment mm-hmm. so what comes after that yeah then your survival instinct kick in because you're yeah. living in the society and you're like. You know what? I don't want to. I don't want to rub anyone the wrong way. So let me let me check myself. Mm-hmm. Let me be smart, quote yeah. unquote, right? Yeah. Tell girls to be smart a lot. You know? Yeah. Queen of the key, yeah. Be smart. Exactly. But yeah. I, but I think it's also something that for so long we just accepted. Yes. And in many cases, we've accepted. I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone, but right. like we accept Abe, right? And yes. then someone says like, Abe, mm. and then you start to panic because you're like. Or not start to panic, but you start to think, okay, it's hey, that's it. It's it's a full stop. You full know? stop, right? Because you don't want to know what's after that period. What's in the next sentence? You don't question it. it. Yeah. But, you know, maybe now when we're older and we're going through mm-hmm. our own journeys, we're we're questioning it, Absolutely. and we're like, why is it hey? And Absolutely. you know, but for ages, it's just there, and it's it's like you said, you self police and you, yeah, you self censor. Yeah, literally. So the reason that um, we started with with the Abe is because. Anything that we want to discuss, Aib is at the core, right? Like Absolutely. anything that we actually want to go into, um, Aib is there. So we thought, okay, unlearning Aib is is a great place to start. Peeling back the onion, yeah, layer by exactly. layer. Exactly. And so it was a three part series. So the first part was understanding Aib and its impact in different realms. So yes. we looked at the social realm. We looked at the personal realm. We looked at the intimate, uh, sexual and intimate realm, and then also the like spatial mm-hmm. realm so even just within physical space like yes. the streets or the cities yeah. or, or um, workplace. the workplace yeah. exactly Absolutely. and um, the second part was what happens when Aib is challenged publicly so we had a visual artist we had a um, 
host of a podcast called Aib. Yes. And then we moved on to healing from Aib. And we had a psychologist, we had a drama therapist, and we had an integrative physiotherapist who spoke yes. about how shame or Aib as a trauma is stored in your body. Yeah. So all the speakers, and then we had amazing moderators for each of the discussions. And it was, it was, it was honestly an amazing experience. And in addition to that, we started the dialogue on Instagram. So yes. the, we asked questions, we asked different questions. It's, it was jarring, it was I shocking. went through them with my mom, literally this yeah. morning. I was telling her about this podcast and mm -hmm. I was telling her a little bit about the lure and I'm like, mom, just you have to look at this. Like, let's go through it together. And she's like, wait, all the, everyone sends these in? Like, these are all mm. different people? I'm like, like a confessional, yes. right? It's literally like a confessional. Exactly. And I mean, when you put those up there and mm -hmm. you ask the question, I think it was, what does Aib, what do you want Aib stops you from doing? Mm -hmm. How would you answer that question? I mean, like when it comes to wanting to take this a plunge in your career, whether yeah. it be whether it be with the Lura series, whether it be in your next, in your next mm -hmm. endeavor or continuing with the Lura, how did, how did you talk yourself into taking that plunge or did Aib play a role at all in that I think um, yeah I think Aib definitely did play a role because it's something that just infiltrates everything without you really knowing mm -hmm. like I think it's look I feel like actually having Delua um, allows me to speak more because yes. it's not it's it, technically on Delua my name is anywhere right and the, you know it allows me to maybe post things that I wouldn't post on my own mm -hmm. Instagram. Right. Like, it does give me that space. Yes. Um, I think that something that the answers showed was, and, and someone, a couple of people said this, um, reading these, they said, like, reading these answers made me realize how much Aib is actually holding, holding mm -hmm. us back. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that's so important, and it really allowed me to reflect on myself and my own experiences and that's something else which I think makes the Lura so raw is that I'm I have not fully dealt with these issues like I have not we're in this together yeah, yeah we're, we're in this we're, together yeah. and like even with the talks you know I was involved in the content I kind of knew what was coming I was working on the content with the speakers with the moderators but really in the in the talks I actually just sat back and I was trying to digest I was trying to digest and I actually needed time after to, to digest but um some of the responses were things like walking in the street mm. um I don't know if you guys saw that that thing that uh, happened on Twitter where people were like if there were no men yes like what would, what you, would do? you do we spoke about that for a good hour yeah to the comments and like and oh my most God. of the people most of the women's responses were like going for a walk yeah walking with my head both headphones yeah in. and so, 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 so we had some answers which were like pole dancing, some which were like walking, some were like laughing out loud, yeah. some were wearing what I wanted. And it's, it's so cool because some of the things that you bring up, because there's a le level of, um, people can be anonymous when they, when they submit, yeah. their, submit their answers. And I think that gives people a louder voice just mm -hmm. to be like, yo, this is what's happening. Like, I'm fed up. You know yeah. what I mean? People get tired of having to self-police and to, you know, to, to constantly be checking themselves mm -hmm. and making sure that they're in line. Um, and it's I, I feel in my in my own experience it stunted my growth yeah. as as Haya because for example you you posed that question mm -hmm. and I automatically was like I need to answer this like I my fingers were typing before my my brain was even realizing what I was yeah. doing because I'm like I need to get this off my chest yeah and that day 
I was feeling very anxious about the podcast and mm-hmm. I'm like I need to do this like mm-hmm. I have to do this I want to do this um, I feel really called to do this mm-hmm. but something was stopping me and when I started that's why it's so amazing that you launched the Lua when you did it couldn't have come at a more perfect mm-hmm. time for me selfishly because it was just such an eye-opener and I remember writing you asked that question I'm like launching a project I've been working on yeah and someone actually responded yes to that I don't know if you saw I this literally like screened, it was my yeah. background for the no longest way. time and I'm like Hey, you need to remember, and I think I think whoever answered said something along the lines of, um, "It's only Ayb until you become successful, and then everyone yeah. forgets that it's Ayb." And I thought wow. about that for so long, yeah. and I and I even I mean I even saw it with my sister. She I mean she has her brand Claudette. She's sitting in the room with us right now, and <laughs> when she Claudette. yeah big up Claudette. She started the brand, and I know there's a lot of fear around it. People are like, "Hmm, art, but you have the business degree. Like, what are you gonna do?" And then next thing you know. You know, everyone is everyone on board, wants a piece of it and everyone's well. super excited for her. So, I, I just know that there, it's like a, it's like a ride, and I have yeah. to stay on this ride for me. Yeah. And whoever wants to get on and off, like that's on them, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think that was, that was a huge eye opener for me. And mm-hmm. I remember when I texted you about this, like, I had to tell you that that was a huge driving I'm force. So glad. Yeah, huge, huge, huge. I think um, that's something else I'm so happy about is the community that's been built. Like when people will respond mm-hmm. to questions people will respond to something someone else said or people will respond and be like, I relate to this. Yes. And Hitta on the calls, um, on the discussions, there was the talk happening with the speakers mm. and on the chat, there was a whole talk happening mm. with people responding in real time to what was being said. Yes. Up until the very end, the last uh, part, the mm. third part, uh, Fatma, who is a drama therapist, she shared she had an interactive exercise where she asked people to mm. fill in there is a part of me that is and yes. then you you have to fill it in wow. and again people shocked me mm. for the for the millionth time because they started answering and people were like there's a part of me that feels neglected there's a part of me that feels loved there's a part of me that feels unloved there's wow. a part of me that feels lonely mm. there's a part of me that feels trapped and um I just want to share this this experience that happened. So one of my friends accidentally sent her response mm-hmm. to um, the wrong Fatma. Oh. So she sent it, she wanted to send it privately and yes. she sent it to, to someone else. And then she realized and she was like, sorry, that was meant to go to the yeah. other person. So then the person responded saying, uh, no worries, it's only fair if I share you what I sent in private. Oh, wow. And so she sent her what she had said, and then they had like a, you know, they, they yeah. both uh, reacted to what the other person had sent. I love that so and, much. Oh my and God. then also people were messaging me saying like, yeah, um, there, there's someone who was there for all, for all the talks, and she said like, we've organized a women's circle, and we're going to, we've, we're going to basically watch the each each session together yes. and then have a discussion about it. Wow. So that really um, like it it further reminded me how important this mm. space was because no matter how much I was working on the content, yes. I couldn't have measured the impact. No. I didn't mm. know like it I didn't know how it would reach people and yes. it was like this was something that was in my head and then now people are reacting to yeah. it and it really just it was it's it's just an eye open. I didn't realize how mentally intensive it would be. Yeah. And I think after the first discussion, I actually, in my therapy session, I was like, let's unlearn it. Yeah. You know, like let's. I need to unpack. This I need to bit. unpack this yeah. because the conversation doesn't end there. Absolutely not. And that was just supposed to 
start the dialogue. Start the dialogue. I think you facilitated a lot of dialogue along mm-hmm. the way and a lot started a lot of conversations. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope so. Yeah, I, we, my friend Dana and I, we started a book club and we've been reading. Um, do you know Florence Given? She wrote a book called Women Don't Owe You Pretty. Yeah. Okay. This one I've heard. Of I it. have it here. Yeah. And it's 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 so nice just to read it alongside her and we meet every week and we discuss it and we break it down a little bit more and it's it's so nice. So it's it's I think the conversations are what's really important. Mm-hmm. And then you get excited about the information that you've learned or the revelations that you've had or the people you've met and you go on and share that with even more yeah. people and that's how the word gets around mm-hmm. because when 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 a group of people are silenced, I feel like then the powers then there's a power struggle. Like it's yeah. it's uneven, right? Mm-hmm. The playing field is, un, is isn't fair. So I think when you we start to speak and we start to be heard and not just seen, um, I think that's so powerful. Yeah. I think there's a lot that can come from that. A mm-hmm. lot of good things that can come from that. I mean, this is kind of steering off what we're talking about a little bit, but like I was driving in the car the other day and I feel like a lot of the things like the lura and all mm-hmm. the things are so deeply woven into our society that they start showing up in um, just marketing and advertising yeah. that is fed to us so often and Pick I was tax. yeah disaster I mean we were we were driving the other day and I looked to my left and there was a, um, an advertisement for this bank and they were advertising how they've gone online and you can send via mm-hmm. whatsapp or whatever and it was like, um, um, Nof is typing, Baba, can I have m- some money? Oh my God. And then it's like, Baba, Chem Tebi, like, how much do you want? And then she's like, I need to go out with my friends, so I need this much. And I was like, oh, okay, but like, why is that? Yeah. Why are you advertising your online service that way? Like, surely there's other ways to advertise that I you're... I feel like it's just like lazy, to be honest. It's lazy. And then there's the Pizza Express one. I have to call them out. Did you see that one? I haven't. Oh Sorry. my God. It was like <laughs> another WhatsApp... I swear, Kuwait and the Khalid runs on WhatsApp. Mm. But it was like, um, girls, what's your plan tonight? It was like a group. Girls, what's your plan tonight? And the girls were like, oh, nothing. They're like, did you hear who so-and-so got engaged to? They're like, no. Oh, my God, God. too. They're like, okay, let's go to Pizza Express and discuss it over a pizza. And I was like, I'm like, no, 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 this can't be happening. I want to, like, snap my heels together, like, take me home. I I can't. I couldn't digest it. So what do you make of, like, pieces of media like that that are kind of fed to us? Um, even not so discreetly anymore. Who's who's in charge of your marketing? Right. I just feel like at this point it's just lazy. Like yeah. I said, like it's just, and it's also just reinforcing a stereotype, right? Yeah. I feel like the, the stereotype is is a real problem because yeah. it gives you an idea about a whole group of people when it's not the truth of of all exactly. those people. Exactly, and yeah. I feel like, look, I think something with Delua that is that is also something important in terms of the term. It's this idea of not being taken seriously. Yeah. And that is something that is really detrimental. Yeah, it's belittling. It's belittling, yeah. it's condescending, it's patronizing, it's yes. all of those things, it's a form of gaslighting. Mm-hmm. But I think this is what it is. So when you tell women that this is all that they are good for, that they're, they're financially dependent uh, yes. they're on their fathers, methylene, yes. or that the only thing that they should care about is who got engaged to who. Like, like that's all we talk that's about. That's all we talk about, and it's just, it's we need to change this narrative yes. and we need to show that mm-hmm. it's not you know you're just one thing no and and on the other hand you can be interested in lots of different things your interests can intersect you can be an engineer yes but care about fashion 100%. and like dressing up 100% and there's no limit yeah it doesn't and, and i guess that links to the the title woman don't owe you pretty like yeah. we are more than just visual yeah. you know i can be aesthetically yeah, yeah. But if that's what you want to do, you can. So yeah. I think it's like, definitely it's a big thing that, 
you know, people are realizing that you, they have to play it a bit safely. Some yes. people are obviously missing the memo. I mean, the thing, I mean, the thing about those ads that kind of made me do a double take and like mm-hmm. rub me the wrong way was just, I felt like there was like some dub, there was like a lot of double standard energy in that, in yeah. those messages. Like, I don't see them doing the same or having the same storyline for a group chat yeah, filled for, with like boys or yeah, like yeah. even if, even like a family group. I don't see that happening. Yeah. Um, so in your experience or or in your life, what have you, what double standards have stuck out to you most? There's the coming back late, mm-hmm. <laughs> where you go, what you do. I think it's also in the workplace a yes. lot. Yes. Um, who gets promotions? Mm-hmm. Who gets promoted? Who mm-hmm. doesn't? One of my friends was telling me about her friend was up for a promotion or mm-hmm. her, I can't remember, and she didn't get it. And when she asked her supervisor in a why didn't why? I get the promotion, mm-hmm. he was like, Aslan, like you were only going to spend that money on like shoes and bags. <gasps> Imagine. Oh, no. And like something, and then like no. implied like Delua, like, you know? How could you jump to that yeah. kind of conclusion about so someone? I think just as hardworking. Exactly. So I think um, double standards are like that. You know, you, you do, like I said, you get the ones of like going out where you can be where you can be seen what you yes, can do yes. what about you what do what are ones you I mean the ones out? that stick out for me are like I had an experience where I was going on a trip and I was gonna go visit it was this time last year and I was yeah. gonna go visit some friends in Bahrain because we all went to school together yeah and I was gonna go visit them for mm-hmm. the weekend and it was just supposed to be a yeah, quick trip, a weekend trip. Like, like I'm doing me you know what I mean mm-hmm. I'm just trying to live my life <laughs> and um, I remember going to the airport and the um, the, the policeman obviously that was yeah. or Im- the guy in immigration was like where are you going and I was like Shaku. yeah I was like Bahrain he's like why I'm like what I was so confused he goes do your parents know you're what? going or are you running away I was like <gasps> running away what are you talking about I'm I'm That's over crazy. the a- I'm over the legal age like I can travel I can do whatever I want legally so you have no right to make it your business what I'm doing in my life and that's what I feel like rubs me the wrong way is yeah. that this this it kind of ties into the lua almost we're seen as childlike incapable mm-hmm. this guy mm. has your I'm guessing let's say your dad's back mm. right just in case just I'm in case like some stranger yeah to have it like why yeah it's what, this like, like bro code it's like, this bro code yeah. on steroids exactly and it's and I think our society relies on that a lot in, yeah from what I've seen and um it kind of leaves us out of the conversation. So mm-hmm. even going to places, I know you touched on it in, on the Lura and the questions, yeah. but I think someone was like going to the police station to yeah. deal with my yeah. tickets. Like it's, you feel, you feel, yeah. you feel like, ooh, like should I be here? Yeah. You feel wrong for doing just your normal civil duty of going and mm-hmm. paying your parking yeah. ticket or whatever. And it's just like, why are we so like, uh, 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 like I find myself becoming timid in these situations and becoming intimidated by these situations because they're so male dominant and male run. I'm like, I have no Mm -hmm. seat at this table. Like, yeah, I shouldn't be here. Yeah. Um, And it's obviously your mood, your your tasks or whatever errands you have will run a lot smoother if you, you know, you have a guy with you, you know, talking on your behalf. Yeah. So it's a lot of that. And I feel like your conversations with the Lua are so important because it brings women in. It mm-hmm. allows them to discuss this without mm-hmm. without that super uh, yeah, a patriarchal, yeah. you know, oversee. Yeah. In that, I find that um, I've seen a lot of, and I'm reading this book by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, which is the feminist manifesto in 15 suggestions. And she yeah. talks about how there's something called feminism light, okay. which is like a watered down version of feminism mm-hmm. that... Um, 
plays into sexism and misogyny mm-hmm. and it's a lot to do with internalized misogyny i'm and so glad you brought that up yeah, yeah and one example was like um for example a phrase that would be considered feminism light quote unquote would be like um men are the head and women are the neck or mm-hmm. behind every successful man is a great woman or mm-hmm. all of these things where you're like are you giving women power but no you're not they're yeah. a support act like mm-hmm. so yeah. they think that it's like so uplifting to women and it's such a great compliment but for me personally i see it as like but i don't want to be on the sidelines like yeah. i want to be the head i yeah. want to be so maybe someone wants to help me out maybe yeah. someone wants to support mm-hmm. me why do i have to be this um this, behind yeah, the scenes exactly behind the scenes or quieted down or yeah yeah and um, actually, that was another question we asked was, who do you hear Abe more from, yes. men or women? Obviously, this is, you know, it's on Instagram. Yeah. It's not, but uh, the majority of people said like women. And that mm-hmm. came up in, in the talks that elder wom- older women are the gatekeepers of Abe. Yes. But men and the patriarchy are obviously the ones embedding it. We're not yes. saying that men do, but it's like, they're the gatekeepers. And I think that, internalized misogyny just needs to stop like yeah. it just full stop we just need to we need to get over it and yeah. support women like mm-hmm. stop tearing each other down yeah. like we need to also have each other's backs yeah in that we way. have enough going on yeah and amazing things happen mm-hmm. don't want to sound too corny but like when women come together so we really underestimate what happens when women support each other exactly and women have each other's backs yes. like Exactly. And then you know you'll get the oh, the term I the, the the phrase I hate is when girls are like, I don't like being friends with girls. They're too too much drama. Yes. Like, oh, I want to. Yeah, that's why I'm friends with guys. Yeah. I'm better friends with guys. Like guys are, no. Mm-hmm. Like you need better friends. Yes. And you need to be a better friend. Better friend. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I've heard that a lot. I've heard that a lot. And the way that I kind of approached it, especially after reading the fifteen suggestions, was she said that um, if you criticize X in women but do not have a problem with X you have a problem with women. Mm-hmm. So let's say if you can sub X for anything. So if you yeah. criticize assertiveness in women and you don't have a problem with assertiveness, yeah. then you have a problem with women. Mm-hmm. Um, because if a man is assertive, you know, he's yeah. considered a boss. He's going after what he wants. Yeah. Women are assertive, it's like... It's, she's bossy. She's bossy. And like, what is she doing? Surely she has, you know, mm-hmm. better things to do and she can quiet down and... Right. Yeah. I think the word unlearning is such a good word that yeah. you found because... It, to learn something takes time. Yeah. We know that we're masters now of, of societal norms, even mm-hmm. just intrinsically, just from the yeah. inside. So to unlearn that, we have to also come to terms with the fact that that will take some yeah. time and some effort and some studying yeah. and, and some research. Painful. Yeah, exactly. You're putting yourself through through yeah. school. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, but I think that what you do is such a step in, in the right direction. It's so refreshing. And it not only inspires me with the podcast but it inspires me in other areas of my life so thank you so much thank you just before we end off i ask everyone this if okay. there was one piece of advice you could give your younger self what would it be take up more space and don't feel bad about it yes. own it and actually this is something to my younger self but also to my current self yes just Reminder. take up mm-hmm. yeah like it's something that is just sometimes even i struggle with you know feeling like i should have been quieter i should have been smaller i should have been this and it might seem ironic because mm-hmm. of because of everything with Delua, but like take up more space Nadia, i appreciate you I appreciate you're a gem you. you're a gem I you're a gem for more <laughs>
Thank you guys so much for tuning in to my episode with Nadia. I really, really enjoyed it. And I know I'll be referencing this conversation a lot in the near future when I need a reminder to push past Abe. And I hope that goes for all of you guys too. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you guys next week.